What's up, everybody? You're listening to NoCo Cinema here on WGN+. We are your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago and all around the world. I'm Tom Hush. I'm Connor Cornelius. And we're so happy to be back with you for another week of Chicago Film Talk, talking local film, talking the community here. Uh, But before we get into that, I do want to update the Oscar bet that we have going on because, God forbid, we don't talk about the Oscars on a film-based show. Uh, Connor, you feeling confident? No, I'm not. (laughs) I think I'm going to (laughs) lose. Honestly. I mean, we all knew that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think we could have foreseen that. I mean... If you think that the post is going to win Best Picture, it's just it's a shoe in for disappointment. So, mm. well, I saw some of the uh, suggestions for films that uh, the loser has to watch. Uh-huh. I liked a lot of them. Yeah, Avatar: was, The Last Airbender seems like it's going to have to be. Yeah, the the, the, the live pick. action version. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we might have to make you watch that seven days in a row. Is that what I have to do? Is yeah, it, is that what you're maybe going to have to do? But I'm probably going to have to do. Yeah, seven days in a row. I'll personally buy you the DVD. There were seven movies suggested. Couldn't I just watch all seven? of those maybe but i'll decide okay you'll do i'd okay. kind of rather force you to watch the same movie over and over again and turn in like an essay or something yeah, yeah you would tell me about the uh, cinematic merits of you know that failed adaptation <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe i'll make a video essay yeah, that'd be nice <laughs> that'd be nice just but, to prove uh, that i've watched it seven times i was really annoyed by the fact that mother was on there i loved mm. that movie <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was great. That was a. Uh, it was like an ironic, you know, an Irony. ironic comment. Well, I mean, Classic. we are living in postmodern ironic America. That's true. You know, where anything goes. Yeah, but uh, in any case, in any case, let's move to something a lot more a little, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're talking <laughs> with a fantastic collective called Women of the Now, founded in Philly, but they are now based in Chicago. Specialized in video and event production, they're creating content with female-driven narratives, and they're featuring strong, complex female characters. Uh, Joining us today, we have Lane Marie, Nandi, and Steph from Women of the Now. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having us. Hi. So uh, you have a event coming up on March 25th. It's the anniversary showcase for Women of the Now. Uh, Like I said, March 25th, 3 to 6 p.m., $10 a ticket over at the New 400 Theater, 6746 North Sheridan. Um... Congratulations on a full year. That is huge. Thank you. Yeah, we're pretty excited, to say the least. It's been a long time coming. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Especially with uh, an organization that is featuring well, what we know is an underrepresented group, which is, not ju- uh, which is female and female-identifying people. Uh, it's somewhat of a, it's a revolutionary act to say, hey, we're going to do this specifically and feature uh, not just characters in our work that are female or female identifying um, with strong complex characteristics but also trying to and I really like what you said in uh, in the about page of your Facebook nourish those kind of content creators so if you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what your role is within women of the now uh, yeah, so I'm Lay Marie Williams, so I'm the founder and executive director of Women of the Now. Um, I also co-founded the Women's Film Festival in Philadelphia. So in a lot of ways, Women of the Now is like my love letter to the Women's Film Festival. Um, we're actually about to have our fourth year. So March 15th through the 24th, we'll have the Women's Film Festival. And then 
Women of the Now is having its event March 25th. So because it's, you know, Women's History Month, it's it's definitely always my the busiest month of the year for me. So lots of women, lots of film, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm Nandi Mudiwa. I'm the Director of Events and Educational Outreach uh, here with Women of the Now in Chicago. I've been with us for a year now. Um, and in film production, I am a wardrobe stylist. I'm Steph McDonald. I do, I'm, well, I'm the director of media and marketing for Women of the Now. And I've been working in film production for the past three or so years and with Women of the Now since we started a year ago. I do a little bit of social media, a little bit of doing our events and stuff like that, and a little bit of cinematography and art department work. Tell us a little bit about how Women of the Now came together. You said that it was it's uh, founded in Philly, but based here in Chicago. Uh, what's the history there? Um, so during the first Women's Film Festival March of, which took place March of 2015, um, the group of uh, artists that I was working with at the time, when we were just kind of running around shooting films, very like guerrilla style, um, which was kind of like my intro into filmmaking. We called ourselves Women of the Now. Um, and actually, I realized this is actually kind of cool, and I need to go back and look at this film. But we made this, we made this like documentary-style mythological narrative short film about sexual assault um, while I was living in Philly and before I moved here. And one of the main characters in it was a man of color, and he played like a pretty pivotal role within the film. <clears throat> and... Within the Stonebirds, there were like interview portions that were all real and authentic um, perspectives about sexual assault. And when he when he did his interview towards the very end of the film, he talked about um, his sister and like living in a world where um, he was he was nervous about like the health of his sister. Um, and um, he said, "Women of the now." So he actually coined it, and then um, we just continued to say it like all the time. We would just be like, "Women of the now, women of the now, hashtag women of the now." Um, and then when I moved to Chicago, it just came with me, and I wasn't really sure how yet. And I actually went through a phase where I was like, D "Is this like inclusive enough? Is it? Is this a production company? Is this like what? What is this?" and I remember like having a very specific conversation with uh, two of the women that I was working with in Philly at the time while living here, and I was like, should I keep this name? And they were like, yeah, keep it. Do something with it. And, so, And so now that you've been doing this for a year, the the goal of empowering and supporting the marginalized people, marginalized people in general... Um, has taken you from Philadelphia to Chicago. How have you acclimated to the city? How has it been? And obviously, uh, you guys have been here for a, about a year each, right? Nandi and Steph? Uh, I've lived here for six years, but okay. been with the organization for one, yeah. Okay. And how, how has it been? How, how has it been to, to organize this and get all of these people together? Well, so I'm from Alabama originally, so hence the double name. Um, so <laughs> Bama to Philly to Chicago. I mean, I've, at this point, I've, I've traveled a lot. Um, and so the the uh, adaptation from Philadelphia to Chicago was definitely, it, it's definitely very different, especially because I was just in Philly um, and came back like 
a week ago. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they're different. Like the, the vibrational energy here in Chicago is so high. Um, it takes a lot of self-motivation to get anything done. But I'm also an entrepreneur. So, like, I, you know, um, what was the second part of that question? Um, was how was uh, how was it a- acclimating into the communities here and, and surrounding yourself with a team of people who are helping to, you know, realize your vision? Yeah, I mean, it took time. It took time for me to find the right people. Um, and now we're about a group of like seven um, on the board, at least. And then we bring in like affiliates as well and collaborators. So when I so I've been living here for about three years now and I definitely, you know, ran around with like different groups of people at first that I don't like really hang out with anymore. And then just kind of by happenstance met Steph and Nandi. Like I think Steph and I communicated online first (laughs) and then like became friends and like we're showing up to a lot of the same events. And then Nandi saw my film. Uh, Yeah, that's how I met Lane. I went to her Dollface premiere two years ago. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to work on this woman's next film. Uh, I don't care what she says. <laughs> so I kept emailing her like relentlessly for months. And then we finally uh, met up and I was brought on to a production meeting for Scott Lee, which is our f- upcoming short film. Um, and Lane was like, hey, do you want to maybe come to our uh, production meeting for our launch party for one of the now? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to be involved. And then like that pretty much set the rest of my year. <laughs> So uh, people are just drawn to the group and always want to contribute and stick around. And I think that's how most of us have found our way towards Women of the Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nandi, you mentioned that you have been here for you had been living here for about six years mm-hmm. uh, before you joined Women with the Na- Women of the Now. And uh, Steph, what? How long had you been in Chicago? Um, I was born in the suburbs and moved to Chicago like four years ago. Okay. So I've been here my whole life. All right. Yeah. So I mean, Nandi and Steph, tell us about you know being in Chicago for that extended period of time. How have you seen things change? Not just in the world of uh, film and media, but also Chicago itself. I mean, Chicago of six years ago strangely it feels like such a short period of time but i feel like a lot has changed yeah chicago's definitely grown a lot artistically i think now that is kind of the main focus of like why people are paying attention to chicago and why it's become the new kind of like mecca of film production and like music and so many different things where so many tv shows are coming to chicago Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are seeing chicago for like what it is and seeing that it has like a pretty dynamic like groups of people that live here really it's just very different from like when you go to one part of Chicago to another like you can come to the downtown area and see like all of this like beautiful architecture or you can go to like other areas of Chicago and see different types of people that live down there and it's just interesting that a lot of TV shows right now are like trying to portray Chicago and there's like a lot of just film production happening all over the place it's really like boomed a lot in the past I'd say like a year or two as opposed to when we all started like four or so years ago here so it's a pretty fruitful place at oh, the yeah. moment. Like, um, how does it feel? Have, I mean, I feel like you guys have been putting in an investment at this point. It's coming to fruition. How does that feel to know that you've been putting in the work and now finally it's being recognized as a film city, a media city, an art city, as you said? Um, it feels really great. I mean, I feel like a, there's so many of us that have seen Chicago for what it is for so long. Like, there's so many of us that grew up here and knew that there's so many really like really really talented artists that live here and like work out of here and are so focused on like 
just making sure people know that Chicago is more than like what the news portrays it to be because everybody sees Chicago as being like a very violent city and stuff like that. But there's also just so many amazing artists that come out of here. And I think that's something that the media is really picking up on and that a lot of people are coming to Chicago for. Like people are leaving places like L.A. and New York to come to Chicago because it's the great middle ground that it's like not as crazy busy as New York and L.A. It's kind of like the nice in-between where there's just as much work, but the people here are a lot friendlier and it's a lot easier to find work and get to know people and it's on like more personable level. And it's still a relatively young notion, this idea of Chicago as uh, an emerging film mecca, as you said. Um, but there are still, there's always been these ingrained long-term, or these long-term art communities whose, vis- whose goals has, have always been to you know, support the, the people who live here. And so how have you guys how have you guys been individually how have you guys been supporting that idea of a long-term goal to to support one another through through your art I would say that we both we I mean we all really just try to support each other in our like own endeavors like whether it's something like showing up to our friends screenings or crewing up people for a passion project that one of us have we just always will try to support each other, support our friends that are throwing events that are like benefit events or events for like their organizations and things like that. I just think it's really, really important to give back to people that are trying to give back to the community because you need to show them that support in order to hopefully get that support also for Women of the Now. Yeah, I think it's dip- digging deep into our communities and like recirculating the like good opportunities that come our way and like making sure that we're always uplifting each other instead of like as soon as a great opportunity or resource comes, we like outsource it or like toss it to someone else that hasn't been working alongside us for as long, you know, putting in the hours and time and dedication. Yeah, I think like at our core, I mean, we're all like the three of us and then the other six women that we work with we're filmmakers and artists in our own right and so we're constantly trying to make content and share that content and like Steph and Nandi mentioned you know crew up any opportunities with one another and I mean filmmaking is a very collaborative process you cannot I mean you can do it alone but like it's tough um so I think like by nurturing and by nurturing our own careers and elevating one another's careers, that also is focused into the bigger picture of um, of just kind of trying to figure out like how how can we make content but also give back to the community and you know elevate those filmmakers as well. So you know, hence like things like the the showcase. Yes, it's our one year anniversary, and we're like super excited about that. But also let's give a platform to these filmmakers so that they can see their movies on a big screen, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that collaborative process and the creative process for women of the now. Uh, I was curious, what is that process of bringing on creators and filmmakers into this collective? Um, How does the production process go? And then from there, how does the uh, distribution or um, exhibition of it go from there? Um, I'd say we've been pretty event focused ever since we started. We've been, it's been like a little, it's been like a process of fundraising for a short film, Scott Lee, that we are going to like crew up our entire Woman of the Now friends and all of our like colleagues and stuff like that for, which is pretty exciting. But we have been super event focused for the past year and 
trying to make these like really awesome events like with the film festival or like with our launch party and things like that yeah i think so we kind of our uh our the director of production on our board laura day so she and i had a meeting sometime like before we we all got together before our launch party and we talked about scutley this short film that we're gonna that we're already in pre-pro for we've been in pre-pro for for a while (laughs) it takes time to raise money um and you know i sat across from her at a table and we were like talking about like how we were going to make scutley happen and she said to me we need to make women of the now happen like we need to have some networking events and get some some awesome press and then from there i think we'll be able to like raise the money so that we can make this film so we kind of went into it with this intention to you know have these uh different kinds of events like i i refer to our first year as the year of experimentation because we did everything i mean we had a burlesque show we had um gosh bar nights camera workshops um you know a, a, a mythological themed event i mean we just did a lot of different stuff and we raised money and we lost money and we like learned some really hard lessons and we learned how to work together and how not to work together and then finally like we're in a place now where we've totally got our funding for scutley but it took you know a year i mean we just got our full budget um so yeah we've just been kind of through these uh, through a variety of different kinds of events and like you know happenstance like meeting people and being like oh you're a filmmaker too what do you like to do oh you like to art direct okay cool like come into one of our meetings let's like hang out and figure out where to put you and you know submit your film and we're having this camera so it's all been like very interconnected and it's been it's been really exciting something we've noticed uh in some of our other interviews is the increasing importance of events have an event management when it comes to running a very small film collective film company production company what have you um why do you think this is the way it needs to be now because previously it was you know try to find a few people to throw down money and then you run go off running and then you get i don't know evil dead that's how that how it was done a while ago but now it's um not spectacle, but creating something that people can engage with, something that people can recognize. Um, why do you think this is the way that seems to be the future? Um, I'd say our thing was we we didn't want to just take donations from people. We wanted to give people like a really great experience. And we wanted to be able to be personable and like meet everybody that wanted to be involved with Women of the Now, whether they like bought a ticket to an event or whether they just like shared something that we posted on like social media or something like that. We want to make sure that we're very personable to everybody. We want to meet everybody that wants to be involved with us and just not make it just be a donation-based thing for our film. We really wanted to like create these awesome events for people and show people what we're capable of and show people that like we're maybe like questioning us like that yes, they do want to get involved. They do want to do these events with us. I think meeting in person is way more effective. Like the majority of our support has come from people that have attended our events and met and hung out with us and want to get involved because they see what we're about in person. They're enjoying the atmosphere that we create to like party in or network in. And then they see, they get to talk with us and they see how warm we are and like inviting. And it just, it's more about building the community. And I mean, Women of the Now is for women in the industry Mm -hmm. it's for women identifying people and it's not just for us so like everything we do is for 
a much larger group and we want that to always reflect that in our work so just like asking for money isn't gonna do that i was reading a little bit about one of your the events that you guys put on in 2017 rise of the fempire and it does totally seem to me it's like a great encapsulation of that host these unique events and and unique is the is the key word in there because you were having you were bringing these people out and what you could have done was just put up a screen and shown a movie and then had like a case of cheap beer there you know you could have done that but what you guys did was you had you had terror readings you had carnival games you had fire eaters you had these signature cocktails brewed for the event and it it was all towards your your goal of you know empowering uh women and women identifying people what is the community response been to these uh i don't want to say attempts but these these uh creative um endeavors i want is there's another (laughs) word but that'll work that'll work been very positive everyone when they arrive into like a space we've curated it's been like mesmerization and just like all and we always receive really supportive feedback people talk about how much they enjoy our parties and like our, our events and like when our next one's gonna be and we're like oh we're gonna take a breather <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> but um it's been super supportive I think people do recognize the amount of effort that we have put into our events because we we know we've been to so many different film networking events and stuff like that and we didn't want it to just be a bar where you just like network with people and hand out business cards and stuff like that. We just have such a great community of people that build like art installations and we have such a great community of people like people that read tarot, bartenders, just like a little bit of everything that we wanted to encapsulate like this is our community. We want to show you like what we are all about. And I think that's definitely what our first event did for us and i think it showed people that we're serious and that we are more than just like a little group of gals just getting a bar together and selling <laughs> tickets to our opening event yeah you want to stand out for yeah sure. i always joke like this is not a sorority <laughs> <laughs> this is a business <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think there's really something to uh interdisciplinary uh events i think it it's it allows the audience to have this really interactive connection and so to me like as i've you know as a as a uh, writer and director um with my own screenings there's always been an interdisciplinary event if i'm in charge of curating it at all and so when women of the now really came to be i felt like that was really important so you know we've we've had events where we've featured you know, theater and we featured live painting and we featured, you know, just you name it. We've done it at this point. And yeah, I mean, I would say like it's been the the response is definitely people are like, oh, oh, wow. Like, that's really cool. Like, this is really needed. And as the climate in America, I think, has has declined in some <laughs> ways, um, people are really, especially right now, starting to realize that we're 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 sincere in our pursuits, because that can be I think that's the only tricky thing about like artistic business is it sometimes like people pe- people don't necessarily know right off the bat that like your heart is in the right place. So I think we've had to kind of stand our ground throughout year one being like no like we're here and we're not going anywhere and we want to support you and we want you to support us too so that's been kind of like a beautiful challenge within it all yeah and i can see why there might be um 
people approaching this with a little bit of trepidation in terms of because it is such a toxic noxious environment um in this new uh frontier of american you know hatred i guess um (laughs) to put it bluntly it's pretty old as well and uh i'm glad that um I'm glad that there is a an organization. There are many organizations, but for you guys to um, have an organization where you can stand your ground and say we're going, we're not going to go anywhere. We are safe for you, but come to us in your own time. You know, um, I've, it seems like you're not asking for trust off the bat. You're saying we'll show you what we do, and I really like the idea of um, action speaking a lot louder than words. And you've shown it time and time again uh, with doing these events and uh showing the commitment um i want to ask and i'd like to hear from uh everyone on this uh in your individual opinion what makes film an effective medium for expression and change because i feel like with women of the now it's not just it is expression on one level of saying these are uh underrepresented or sometimes even misrepresented identities communities um but through uh, the film, you might be trying to inspire change as well in people's perceptions of this. So uh, let's go around the table here. And in your opinion, what makes it an effective medium for expression and change? I would say what makes it an effective medium for expression and change is that film truly does make you feel something. If you watch something that is a truly good film or something that really resonates with you, it makes you just, I don't know how to describe it what the feeling is, but it makes you kind of just like feel something where you feel, okay, I'm not alone. There's somebody that's going through the same thing that I'm going through, or there's somebody that can relate to on a note that you might feel like very alone on. And I think that is something that really stuck out to me about film and what made me passionate about it is that it's just a lot of people being able to tell their story and like just being able to make people feel a little bit less alone and feel like they can relate to somebody on a level that maybe they didn't know existed and that they can show it through like a beautiful art form, whether it's through like cinematography or the writing or the acting in a film. There's just so many different ways to go about it. And it's just a feeling that I've personally never felt from anything besides like a really great movie or like a really great short or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a thoughtful medium. You know, you have to put so much thought into creating something that's visually recorded. Um, and so the best movies in my opinion ask questions um without you even really knowing it like you walk away like thinking about something that you hadn't thought about before or like seeing some kind of character that maybe you have brushed off in your personal life or you know um it just it has such opportunity to change people um and that's i mean that's why i think i've been so drawn to it um, in my own like artistic endeavors because I like to affect people you know I want people to to feel something so um, it allows you to do that I think film is an effective medium for change because it's visual and it's so easy to get people to watch something as opposed to getting them to listen to another person talk or to read something you know everyone it's easy to watch something and you can connect with what you Uh, see visually and I mean it's a great time to create new content because society itself is bored and tired of seeing the same narratives over and over again like it really wants a change and it's it's the perfect time to jump on board yeah I mean we want to get rid of these old I mean even in um moving out of independent filmmakers even in the larger um you know 
film culture. Hollywood is starting to come around slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. but starting to come around to this idea that um, even in its most business-like cynical sense, um, diversity is good. It is good for business. It is, you know, Black Panther is on track to be one of the largest uh, open. It, I think it already is one of the largest openings, mm-hmm. if not the largest opening. It's a massive hit. And um, speaking from experience as a theater worker, the amount of uh, excitement and just flat out joy from people going to see that movie, um, you know, for one reason or another, it was just it was really affecting. Like there were children who were looking up and finally said, Hey, I see myself represented in this. And, um, it doesn't preclude them from also loving captain America or whatever, but it's nice to finally see someone say like, Hey, I could be this, even if, if it's, you know, a fantasy or whatever. Um, even with things like uh, comedies, I know Girls Trip was a huge hit, and like I've even listened to conversations like, "Why isn't Girls Trip nominated for an Oscar?" <laughs> because it was one of the most, it was super enjoyable. So many people went out to see it. It brought in a ton of money, and like it's, I feel like it's going to fade, even though it was, um, it was, it was such a big hit, but it's going to fade in the public consciousness because. Hollywood wants to keep a certain status quo despite this this turn towards diversity. Um, do you feel that we're getting close? Are we are we getting closer to change, or is it just kind of face value on terms of like big business? Because I know at the ground level things are changing a lot, but up here it's so slow and it's taking forever. I think a lot of uh, good movements start with the trend, and right now it's trendy to be inclusive and diverse, but with the results of like these ventures into uplifting and giving platforms to people of color and minorities um i think it's going to stick because like you can everyone could witness how um receptive we are to like seeing representation like that on the big screen so i think it'll be more constant and will become the norm yeah and i think like there's more of us than there are of them Mm-hmm. You know, it'll as time eventually, goes on. as time yeah. goes on. And um, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it is a product of of that demographic not thinking about who their consumers are. Um, and that just infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, you know, with people like Issa Rae and um, Jordan Peele. I mean, it's it's Ava DuVernay. I mean, it's happening. So I've got a lot of hope. It is slow, but I've got a lot of hope. And we're like very much like grassroots on the ground floor. But right. you know, I'd like to think that in some little small ways that we're also like helping too. Hopefully. And I think it's those grassroots movements that um, get uh, the ground floors where things start. You know, if if you want to petition like billionaires and all this kind of stuff to make, um, you know, changes in terms of diversity, representation, all that sort of stuff, that's what takes forever. It's the work done by organizations like Women of the Now that changes hearts and minds and also uplifts hearts and minds right here, right now as we're watching it happen. So um, I think, you know, don't I, I don't ever discount yourselves because it's really cool what uh, what women. Are, I doing. even think that a gra- grassroots movements within communities is a part of the is uh, is a part of the future of film because if you've looked at like ticket sales and stuff for these big studios, they're they're kind of diving, they're kind of taking dives, even True. though even though you know, like Nandi said, the the trend of 
uh, increasingly uh, diverse filmmaking is obviously doing better than these tired out tropes and these tired out narratives that we've seen over and over again, the 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 industry is shrinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that if you want to take people off of their couches, away from their myriads of streaming services, you've got to be doing events like this that the Women of the Now is putting on and and coming up with innovative ideas in order to get them out so that people are being exposed to these new voices and being exposed to these new mm-hmm. you know, presentations of this media, which we're all so in love with. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things I think about Women of the Now uh, that I read in the mission statement was the focus on intersectionality, which is very much a topic that more and more people are becoming aware of. However, some people still aren't are are not able to wrap their heads around it or they don't kind of get where it's coming from. Uh, can you all tell us about uh, Women of the Now's approach to inclusivity and intersectionality? Take your time. It is a big take topic. This one. It's a big uh, topic. It, yeah, I just want to like a second to think about. It. Sure. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this uh, in a in a interview with the Chicago Reader, uh, Lane Marie. You said uh, the Women's Film Festival in Philly was inherently intersexual. It's intersectional. <laughs> um, intersexual. Intersexual. We'll put, the, we'll hey. put that in graphics later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you said it was inherently intersectional and that Chicago, you felt that you had to be more intentional with women of the now in terms of making sure that it was inclusive and also intersectional. Um, why can you tell me about why you felt that way? And does Chicago need to work on this? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I mean, I'm a person that has always surrounded myself with an in, an intersectional environment like that's just how it, i'd live my life always mm-hmm. um so when the women's film festival and women of the now came to be it was just like well duh like of course you know um and i think like as a white woman like i um as a cis white woman i can definitely recognize that my voice in a lot of ways like while it is important and it does matter like i'm I'm also just one perspective. Um, so, and that's, that's not, you know, that's not uh, rich enough. That's not like plentiful enough. So, you know, how do we add to that? Um, and so I think, yeah, in Chicago, um, I did, we did, we, in a lot of ways we have had to be intentional. Um, just even like, you know, we've been doing some interviews for some positions lately on the board and we've had to, you know, have conversations like, you know, let's make sure that we also try to find a woman of color for this. And um, and one of the questions I know that we've asked during those interviews is is the very question you just asked us is like, what's your impression of intersectionality? And does it matter to you? Um, because if not, then like this is not the crew mm-hmm. for you. Um and so, yeah, I think with the Women's Film Festival, you know, I had lived there for five years and, like, you know, was constantly surrounded by artists. And I just had more time to kind of, like, make it so. And here, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, the new girl on the block. I, like, showed up and was like, I made a movie. And then, you know, people like Nandi and stuff, we were just kind of, like, drawn to one another. But... We we have had to be intentional in moments, um, just with making sure that people's hearts are 
are in the right place about that. Like, I think there are a lot of white women in the world that don't understand, like, what feminism really is. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've had to, like, keep my eye on as, like, you know, the leader of this whole thing. It's like, how do I not police other people, but also, like, keep an eye on their intentions? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, my perspective uh, working with the group, like we are a a very diverse board and we have a lot of different backgrounds and stories and experiences, but um, just like striving to make sure that black and brown women know that we are a resource to them because a lot of feminist groups that feature a lot of white women uh, kind of not push away, but like they don't necessarily draw in people of color. And it's like, well, that's not for us. So I'm not going to really reach out or go to their events or like, mm-hmm. I don't think that they support me the way I like I need in feminism. And that's been like my driving force is to make sure that women of color know that we are there for them, too, and that we want to support their work and uplift their art as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that, where it's really been our big thing to try to create that platform because there are a lot of like women of color that are a little bit don't quite fit in with like some of like the white feminist groups that are in Chicago that do have good intentions but don't exactly get it yeah don't exactly mm-hmm. get it and we want to make sure that every like that people know that they are included in what we are doing and that we want their voices to be heard and that we want them to be included in our movement and, like what we are trying to do and that really has been our main focus i think for this past year is making sure every woman identify or like femme identifying person has a voice and like can be involved with us if they choose to so uh connor and connor and i have uh talked to quite a few organizations focusing on underrepresented identities um full spectrum features um we've spoken uh, with Eugene Sun Park from that. Um, I've been lucky to sp- speak with uh, Amar Christian from uh, OT- now OTV, formerly known as Open TV. Um, what is all your feeling about the community in Chicago when approaching um, underrepresented identities, whether it be uh, gender, sexual, or racial identities? I mean, I think that we we definitely go into it with a very open mind. I mean, we're a very young group, so um, we're constantly, you know, striving to how can we, you know, work on our own shit, you know, um, being from Montgomery, Alabama originally. I mean, I didn't just, you know, show up like being who I am today. <laughs> right. Like that took time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like. Yeah, we we focus on particularly in building content. Like is this is this a portrayal that we want to put out into the world that people can see? Like the the film that we're working on right now, our crew and our cast is, you know, we're definitely uplifting marginalized voices for sure. Um and so I think we we definitely come into you know gender intersectionality you know all all of those kind of like buzzwords right now with i'll, I'll say sincerity again you know just wanting to uh go into it with a fair and like justice filled mind yeah it's not just about telling the stories of these people it's about creating the space and then getting the hell out of the way and letting them tell their own stories <clears throat> which hasn't happened until now it's starting to happen in the industry but that's that's our focus yeah i agree i feel like uh this past year has been a lot of us 
kind of like learning a little bit more about like more organizations and companies that are focused on that. Like you're working a lot with what is the company name? The TV. What am oh, I thinking? Oh, Brilliant Thoughts. Oh, Brilliant Thoughts Productions. No, I'm thinking of. I guess I'm thinking of something else. But um, TV. Yeah, but we've been trying to like work alongside other, I guess, organizations or companies that are also focused on kind of bringing to light those voices that aren't heard and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and I think you know we, as women, as you know, also primarily women of color too on the board. Like we're we're gonna just come into this already um, with a nuanced point of view because we've like got our you know we we're we're we can relate. Mm-hmm. So you guys are putting on events, you guys are producing movies, you're bringing underrepresented people into your collective. What is next for you guys? Possibly spreading and branching out into other cities. Really? Yeah. So moving from, I mean, is there talk about New York, talk about L.A.? There could be talk of LA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is you news can, to me. You can speak. You can speak in code if you would like to. If this is all, this is all breaking news. I guess. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I'll just be quick. I think it's like an understanding that like we're all going to like expand in our careers and we'll all move to different cities mm-hmm. through over time and stuff. And it's just like observing and deciding like where how we carry women of the now with us and like how it becomes larger than what it is right now um so if we have branches in other states and if we can leave this to be a uh, self-operating is that the right term um in chicago Just, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah those are our, i feel like that's a goal among all of us yeah i mean we you know we've got the showcase coming up on the 25th so that'll be like a big deal like you know our little one year we're one Mm -hmm. year old um so we're excited about that and then we've got um a panel discussion um called take talk that's about to start taking place and it's going to be a series so super excited and it's going to feature like the big wigs so to speak of chicago just kind of uh discussing in an interactive way um uh, dis, um, just kind of demystifying the process of filmmaking so that like you know your average Joe come into this panel and like walk away and be like huh like maybe I'll you know buy Final Cut and like mess around or something sure. um, so we've got um, showcase panel discussion we're going to do another bar event sometime in the near future and then another um, I'm actually going to be uh, doing an acting on camera workshop with camera ambassador where I'll be like directing people and helping them like with their acting skills on camera yeah. and how that translates. Um, so, you know, just these, these very like community educationally driven type events are, I, we're finding are our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like in a big picture sense, I think, We'll see what happens. I mean, Nandi's right. Like, I mean, I, I definitely, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll move somewhere warmer at some point. <laughs> oh, come um, on. <laughs> I'm from the South, so I love the sun. Um, so I think that Women of the Now at this point definitely has like roots and, uh, you know, the a women. Trunk now. Yeah. 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 Trunk. <laughs> yeah. We're a tree. We're a tree at this point. <laughs> a small a one, but we're a tree. <laughs> And, you know, the Women's Film Festival, kind of like what I did with that is I got it sustainable enough to 
to continue once I left. And so I just kind of like bop in and like make sure things are still happening and like mm-hmm. help lead the direction that it's headed in. But you know, my main, my main focus is women of the now. And so I think that if we can get it to a place where it can, can if there are a strong group of women um, that want to keep it going like that, I could see that happening. I could also just seeing it become like a, a resource online, ultimately, where filmmakers can go to it for recommendations or, you know, just inspiration or, you know, crew tutorials mm-hmm. on filmmaking. I mean, there are a lot of possibilities well, and that's the that's the fun part about it is that um, despite being you know you've done this for a year, which is a significant amount of time for anybody to be realistically doing anything this ambitious, um, you know there's real the sky's the limit from what I this uh, this company does not need to be limited to doing one thing, and I think that's the best part about it is that you can have branches everywhere and be supporting uh, femme identifying people everywhere. And uh, I'm very excited to see what happens next. Um, I'm going to throw out this question because in um, in preparing to talk to y'all, um, I just couldn't get this out of my mind. It, ter- it was my elephant of- in the room. Uh, I don't know if listeners of the podcast know, but uh, Connor and I are cis white men. And... Um, <laughs> You know, we try spoiler to, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we try to do our best. Uh, part of what we do on this podcast is try to educate ourselves and talk to people who know so much more about this. Um, thinking about women of the now and making content, films, what ha- shorts, what have you, um, with female-driven narratives, featuring strong, complex female characters. I wouldn't say that we're incapable of understanding that. Not incapable, but, but we are. I mean, we have been the beneficiaries of a film industry that promotes straight white male narratives we've never struggled for representation exactly so i guess the the question is what can someone like connor or i do to be better allies in this space um and be more uh be more aware prescient of female driven cinema well, I think the fact that you guys just asked that question is a great start. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Check. Um, All right. <laughs> so, like, a, a plus gold star in such a Thank big God. way. Like, I don't think I've ever had a cis white man ask me that. So, like, <laughs> you win. You win. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> we're doing our <laughs> Finally, we're winning. Um, I think a big part is, like, it bounces off what I said earlier, is, like, letting people tell their own stories. And, like, just knowing when to... Not just invite someone to have a seat at the table, but to give up your seat at the table because you don't need to be at that dinner. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not your time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, someone would better tell a story or would better even be more skilled at a certain project and just like being like hey you know i'm gonna take a step back let this person come forward i have a recommendation for you like i know they would be great in this role Mm -hmm. i can go do a million other things um, and just you know moving out of the way not all the time but just like knowing when it's time to step back yeah i completely agree with that and i think what you guys are even doing right now is that you guys are bringing guests on that have a little bit different of a perspective than you and are doing something that you really respect and want to like learn about and letting us like people like us or whoever your other guests are on the show tell their story and like just let people that might not have been aware of our movement like what we're trying to do let them be aware and let them learn about your guests on this podcast and just it's a little education yeah, I think there's there's totally a way to build a platform and create opportunities and then get the fuck out of the way. 
mm-hmm. know what I mean? There is, because I do a lot of that too. Um, and um, it, it it's it's hard sometimes. You know, it can be, but like it's necessary. It's it's like what the world needs, and. Um, you know, things exactly like what you guys are doing right now is a great, is like huge, mm-hmm. huge. Like you're making a difference. You really are. Um, but also, you know, um, supporting in little ways, whether that's like going and, and, you know, uh, supporting like events like what we're doing mm-hmm. and just showing up. Um, and showing up in a variety of variety of ways, like whether that's like just sharing something online or like donating whatever you can, your time, your mm-hmm. money, um, <laughs> preferably the money. Preferably the money. <laughs> hey, I mean that's part. That's all part of it. I mean the fact that we're talking. I mean, I I apologize because I consistently throughout the last hour or so referred to women of the now as an organization. It's not just an. Or- it's a it's a business. Mm-hmm. Y'all run in a business, and um, if you want to if you want to be part of this movement um it doesn't it certainly doesn't hurt to put some money down i mean we're talking about this event on march 25th it's ten dollars yeah it's ten dollars so you know get on it's it's not gonna hurt you not only is it only ten dollars and it's not gonna hurt you yeah it's not gonna actively hurt you yeah uh you're going to a local theater independently owned 400 support supporting um you know a fantastic business that is going to show you some things that you maybe never have seen before, never would have seen otherwise. So it's exp- about expanding horizons. And um, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us today to help us expand our horizons. And hopefully, um, you know, for some for some of our listeners, this might be preaching to the choir. And I hope this is. Uh, I hope it is. I hope it is. <laughs> you know, I hope more people already know about it. But uh, if this is your first time hearing about these kind of grassroots movements, I hope that you have learned a little something today. Again, that's uh, Women of the Now Anniversary Showcase, March 25th, 3 to 6 p.m. It's $10 over at the New 400 Theater at uh, 6746 North Sheridan. I've heard it's a pretty good place. Yeah. I gave it a five-star review. On face. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Uh, Lane Marie, Nandi, and Steph from Women of the Now. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. You've been listening to No Coast Cinema here on WGM+. Plus. We are your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago and sometimes all around the world. Occasionally. I'm, occasionally. I'm Tom Hush. I'm Connor Cornelius. And we'll see you next time.